Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast. You want to try that again? Fuck no, let's just keep going. <laughs> Episode number 50. Number 50. Calling in from Omaha is the doctor of filmonomics, Greg the Movie Guy. I was told not to cough or to take my ear pot out when I cough, so... <laughs> Hi. Cool. Sitting across the table from me is the Scream Queen herself. Maddie? Were you coughing or choking on a dick? Like, what was that? What was that noise? I do not wish to comment. Oh, my God. Now I want to start over. And to my right, as always, the doctor of everything else, Patrick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? So, yeah, let's just uh, jump right in. We watched the trailer. Uh, We watched the trailer for a movie called Ma. That's just it. Ma. Ma. Who wants to start? Well, I've seen it before, before we yeah, watched it all- uh, prior to this. I think we all saw it, except for Greg. Was that the first time you saw that trailer? This was my first viewing of Ma. Okay, excellent. So, Would you like my thoughts on Ma? Sure. Okay. I I really was kind of surprised to see Octavia Spencer in there as a uh, an Oscar-nominated actress. It's interesting to see her swing over to a wildly different genre, but... Not so surprising because, as I'm saying, that I did remember she was supporting in uh, Shape of Water, which is kind of not really a – I don't know what you'd call it. It's a uh, little out there genre maybe. Josh, help me here. Bestiality. Yes, bestiality. It's it's like – it's sci-fi horror. Yep. Sci-fi horror. Yeah, yeah, sci-fi horror. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so so seeing her in this role was was very very intriguing. I'm I'm excited to actually – kind of go and check this out the the movie itself felt a little gimmicky for me but i'm not totally upset by that it it looked like it was an interesting enough premise to jump in and uh and give it a watch so yes i will definitely be uh, checking this one out i think i'm kind of excited about it because here's the feel i got like tell me you didn't look at that and go that movie could have been directed by kevin smith because it had a very red state feel to it. I loved how – well, yes, because I loved how it started out as almost, hey, this is going to be a comedy. And then mm-hmm. it slowly drifted into that, like you said, it, it the turned. red state feel. Yeah, It yeah. really turned. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Greg. It's, it's really cool to see Octavia Spencer in there as, a, as an Academy Award winning actress um, who does not have to take this kind of role. She could probably have do anything as uh, that she wants to, and uh, it's cool to see her step out and do something that is not in her normal wheelhouse. Well, and this could be something, you know, like you say, stepping out and doing something different. Maybe this is something she really has wanted to do, but yeah. not found the right venue for that. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her in a couple other movies and i've absolutely loved her so when you shared this trailer i was like, "What are you doing? I know you don't have bills <laughs> to pay right now, right, but." Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this premise before, this storyline before. But yeah, there was something a little gimmicky about the trailer. I, I'm i not going to run out and see it, but I will catch this movie eventually. It's not going to go into that really... I can tell already it's not going to go into that really dark place that I like my see, horror movies to go. I think it's going to go super dark. I, yeah. I, I agree but, with Josh. I felt like there was a lot of 
different since, uh, situations in there where it could go like they they showed the spot in there where she drove off and hit the person with the car. Right. That's that's a pretty uh, dark scene right there. So, so I think we've all they, thought about doing that though. It's not that or sewing through <laughs> or sewing through somebody's lips yeah. or right. I mean, there was a number of really disturbing things just within the trailer. I mean, itself. it's not going to get like martyrs dark, you know, and right. shit. But like, I mean, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely like it left it open for some dark shit to show up in that movie if it wanted to. Yeah. yeah. And I absolutely love Octavia Spencer. It's been great to watch her grow from. I mean, like the first thing I saw her on was some MTV comedy where she played some cracked out woman on a, <laughs> in, a, in a halfway house. So she's kind of come full circle. <laughs> well, yeah. No, but just to watch her grow and then, you know, seeing her in Hidden Figures, The Help. She's just an amazing actress that I think with this character, she could probably raise it to the level of Kathy Bates in Misery. Yeah. You know, because it kind of has that feel to it, you know. This is one that uh, it will probably be a Tuesday movie for me or an early morning one, all yeah. depending. I don't know that I'll see it right when it comes out, but I will I will definitely hit it in the theater. Yeah, I'll definitely check this one out. Did it give a release date? I didn't catch it. Just it just said yes. May. May 31st. May 31st? Oh. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be cool. We have some really good uh, horror films coming out in the next couple of months because I know Us comes out, I think, in March. So the horror is coming the next over the next few months. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Anything else, guys, on on that trailer? No, I think it looks good. Okay, cool. We'll probably drop uh, yeah. uh, we'll drop that trailer on the Midnight Frycast um, Facebook page. I think we did that last mm-hmm. last week when we watched the last trailer, so we should uh, keep uh, keep doing that. So everybody can go to the Midnight Frycast page and and check out that trailer. But yeah, let's talk about uh, news. Let's talk about some news. <gasps> Who brought news? Greg, Anybody has, have news? Craig, do we have news? I I think we have news. We do and. It's the news. That did not make it into my favorite of the favorite of the of the fright cast. That did not make it. I wish I was Helen Keller. Who wants to start with news? Um, I can go ahead. I've got a couple. Um, the first one is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Released their little teaser trailers. Yeah, and they look. Awesome. I was so afraid they were going to do some goosebumps ass shit with this movie, but which was would kind of have been crap because their like audience is like my age and older. Yeah. That's what we grew up on. So I was like, please do not make this some like kitty movie. No, the trailers look creepy and they captured some of those characters perfectly. And I'm super stoked for those. And then I, my second one is Aquaman is getting a horror movie spinoff. I saw that. <laughs> is that. Is that a for real thing? That's yeah, a no, for that's real that's thing. thing. Oh, interesting. It's going to be called The Trench. Although it was kind of weird. Um, there was a little article about it on Rotten Tomatoes and they just kind of really briefly touched on it. It said none of the main characters from Aquaman are going to be there. So I was like, so is this actually an Aquaman movie oh. or... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline for it. And I'm going, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and they didn't. I don't recall them saying who the directors were, but they said it was two newbies. So it kind of sounded like it was going to be more of like a bad guys movie, almost like Suicide Squad, oh. which I was like, well, good job, because that was such a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah, right. yeah. More like an anti-hero type thing. Is Yeah, I, maybe that's what it was going for. It didn't, as I said, didn't really get super, super into it. But yeah, we have that lovely I'll, thing. I want to go back to your, your first news 
sorry, because did so did the imagery in the trailer scare you as much as or I guess affect you as much as the imagery from the books when you were a kid? Um, since I was like five when I read those books as a okay. child, yeah, they freaked I guess me I out. Forgot Maddie's a little young, younger than <laughs> the rest of us. But I remember there was a couple parts in the books that kind of creeped me out. This is that I read them when I was like between five and eight. Yeah. So, um, but I remember my favorite one was Harold. And I'm really happy that he was on the teaser trailer. But cool. like they did an amazing job taking the images from the books to the movies. Like the couple like creature things that they showed like were perfect. Gotcha. I could not be happier. Cool. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick, you want to go? Yeah, I got I've, I've got three, but I'm going to hold off on the third one because I think someone else might have it. So uh, from Bloody Disgusting, I saw Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio are producing an H.H. Holmes TV series for Hulu. And it's going to be called uh, The Devil in the White City, based on an Eric Larson book by a very similar name, Devil in the White City, Magic and Madness at the Fair that Changed America. And it was originally going to be a movie starring... Leonardo DiCaprio. I wonder why they changed that. I wonder to, why a, they, to a series? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Because that's a thing now. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if they can get more out of it in a series as opposed to just like a movie where they get, you know, two hours. They can stretch that out and do it episodic, I guess. Yeah. There's no timeline announced for it yet. Cool. However. And then from Dread Central, I saw, well, you know, Jason Blum, it's Blum, has said that he wants to produce at least 10 more halloween movies this we've is seen that fucking ridiculous okay movie. i know it, i know it is but this is but but josh you may get your wish because they are having trouble mm-hmm. getting the rights yep. for it yeah but who would hold the rights to that I, john carpenter i'm guessing does not have that anymore. i guess not it um, didn't in the article that i read they had no information about who currently holds the rights or why it's being so difficult for them to get it but they said it's, it's moving forward extremely slowly yeah well, well, you think with john carpenter on their side they would have a little bit easier access to maybe to the, the person who has the rights was pissed about the last one and was like no you'll take these out of my cold dead hands and very well could be yeah with their timeline 40 years later what more can they do because you see you saw he aged mm-hmm. i mean he he's getting old yep. so i mean how much are they gonna have michael myers chase you on a fucking rocker i mean <laughs> what are they gonna do <laughs> it comes like why yeah, yeah. yeah. Street. so you get to see him at a hardware store buying some tennis balls to put yeah. at the bottom of the thing yeah. to scoot forward uh, nice and smooth so i just don't know what else they can possibly do with the michael myers story they've done what they can it was a cool 40 years. They're not hurting for ideas. They yeah. got some stuff. You know, it's been 10 years, I think 10 years since the last Friday the 13th movie, hasn't it? Aren't we like due for one of those ish. over a Halloween movie? Come on. Yeah, but even that, even that, yeah. I mean, we're good. Yeah, so. just, we're good on all of it. Just stop. <laughs> if they could throw- Something new, something new, If please. they could do a Freddy versus Jason versus Michael versus Leatherface kind of movie, I might be down for that. I'm still waiting for my Freddy and Jason versus Pinhead movie. That would be kind of cool, too. That would be amazing. So. Yeah, I've got a third one, but I think someone else may have it. Right, so Greg, I'll let somebody else talk. Greg, you want to go? So uh, back over to Bloody Disgusting, I caught an article that- says the following not only is the movie coming out but nickelodeon is reviving the are you afraid of the dark tv series which is quite exciting given everything that they're uh they're reviving i'm i'm intrigued to see what they come out with as far as this because this was one of my favorite shows on nickelodeon when i was a kid i yeah it just 
something to uh, to keep of interest. So, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Coming back as a movie and as a TV series. Yeah, I really liked that TV series, actually, when I was a kid. So that'll be cool. Yeah, so uh, you might have had it. So let's talk about Rob Zombie's House of Thousand Corpses Broadway <laughs> musical. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I had written yeah. down. Um, so Rob Zombie stated now, I in in uh, it did admit in the article that it was from a 2013 interview. But Rob Zombie talked about the one thing that he has not done that he'd like to tackle is 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 Broadway. And he thinks House of a Thousand Corpses uh, would play really well on Broadway. It played like an Adams Family or a Spider Man or or a Spamalot. I can see like uh, I can see, I can see Rob Zombie doing like more of a rock opera yeah. with the House of a Thousand Corpses because yeah. fuck the dialogue, just sing some Rob Zombie shit. And uh, I think I think House of a Thousand Corpses would play really. I I would go see that show on Broadway. I don't know if there's a huge crowd for it, but um. I would definitely hunt that shit down and, and try to find it. I think it'd be more like off Broadway would be yeah. more successful than Broadway. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, like his concerts are all, are very theatrical anyway, so mm-hmm. I could see him pulling it off very well. But um, yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that was from uh, back in uh, 2013. Uh, but it just kind of with Three from Hell coming out, something re-sparked that conversation. It did because, I mean – numerous websites picked up this story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's interested in this freaking thing, or maybe they want it to happen and more than I do anyway. <laughs> more than you do? Yeah. Would you not They're go see Rob Zombie's dip- house with you know, just, you know, just out of the sheer shits and curiosity. giggles of things, curiosity, <laughs> yeah. I'd go check it out because, I mean, like they made uh, Evil Dead into a musical. Yeah. Which is Really a fucking good musical. Plays really well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's been other things. Carrie was made into a musical, horribly, first of all, but then they revised it and made it into a halfway decent musical. So, I mean, it can transfer over. Yeah. And then there's people who can handle the horror aspect, the blood aspect and everything else really well. I mean, if if he teamed up with, like, Teller from Penn & Teller, he has directed, like, the bloodiest Macbeth on stage I mean, if they team up with someone like that and just yeah. make it, you know, tons of blood and everything else, then can you imagine that might the, work. Can you imagine the set transitions and shit like uh, that on that show? It'd be crazy. But <laughs> You'd need a Zamboni just to clean up all the blood. <laughs> That's true. They would hand out, like, little uh, raincoats and shit to the oh, front. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Few rows. The first six rows is yeah. the splash zone. Splash zone. Yeah. It'd be like a Guar concert. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, God. So... So yeah, uh, that's the news. Patrick and Greg, take us out of the news. It's the news. news. Okay, now that we've gotten through that. Um, let's go to uh, our next topic. Let's talk about what we've been watching. I I, I have something that I watched uh, recently, so I'll, I'll start the what you've been watching. Uh, uh, last night, uh, there's a movie on Shudder called Horror Noir, A History of Black horror have you seen that maddie no i've heard of it i just saw it it is really fucking good it's a documentary it's it's only an hour and 20 minutes so it goes real quick and it covers like all the decades it starts with like a birth of a nation um and how african-americans were uh portrayed by white people and and blackface and stuff and it goes through black exploitation it goes through kind of the joke of like how they play kind of like who's gonna uh die first like how african-american uh, actors always die within the first 30 minutes of a horror film 
through the, like 90s. the stereotype of them. Yeah, yeah, through the nineties with Candyman, and then it goes through all the way through um, uh, Jordan Peele's you know history making uh, Oscar win with with Get Out. So it covers a huge uh, span of time uh, with a bunch of different uh, filmmakers and actors. Tony Todd's in there. Jordan Peele shows up. It's really, really good. It's a, such a quick, easy watch. An hour and 20 minutes. It's on Shutter. Everybody should go check that out. It's really, really good. So there's that. And then I watched a movie on Netflix called He's Out There. The Strangers started some shit because there have been found footage films that have come out that are not found footage, sorry, home invasion films that have come out like Hush that we've like enjoyed like Hush. And there's just been some dog shitty ones too. And he's out there kind of fits in that shitty box. Um, it's like, it's like the cat box of horror. Yes. Okay. It's, I wanted it to be really good and I, and it sounded really interesting and it, it plays really slow and it takes forever for something to happen. And there's two children in it. There are two little girls that one of them is just like, you just wish that one would die. But the lady that plays the mom is a pretty strong character. I'm a really good actor. She was good, but it's the the antagonist was interesting. He was really boring. I would stray away from he's out there because nobody I, nobody should care. That was the one I did uh, just could not get into. I was bummed on it. So that's what I watched. Greg, what are you what have you been watching? Last Thursday, Emily and I thought it'd be fun to try and go out and celebrate the stupidest holiday of the year. And uh, when we realized that everybody else celebrates the stupidest holiday of the year. We couldn't get any dinner reservations, so we ended up going and seeing a movie. We went and saw the uh, sequel to the Lego movie, Lego Movie 2, the second part. How was that? Interesting. They added music to it, like musical music. What the fuck? Which was weird. Well, everything yeah. like, everything is awesome is in the Lego movie. That's a musical it is. moment. But that wasn't like uh, a stop the story and sing this part type situation. It was kind of more soundtrack where this was literally stop the story we need to sing a song, continue the story. So that was a little rough for myself anyways. And I, I really felt like it was flat compared to its predecessor. You know, with sequels, it's it's tough to, especially with one like the Lego movie, which was such a freaking hit, it's it's tough to get lightning to strike twice. And I think that may have what happened uh, with Lego 2. And uh, I've got a, a post coming out here shortly on gregthemovieguy.com where you can read a little bit more about that. But it was... Uh, it was it was funny. There were some definite funny parts, but definitely did not hold a torch to the uh, the first one. So went and saw that, and then I recently just wrapped up all seven seasons of Game of Thrones. I am caught up. Yay. I am fucking ready for April. <sighs> I want to watch Game of Thrones. Oh my god, dude! It is so awesome. I just want to have access to it. So, uh, Maddie, I've been watching some true crime documentaries lately. I don't know why. One of them I watched, both of these were on Netflix, I think. Yeah, one of them was Into Thin Air. I don't really recommend that one. It's really boring, and by the time they kind of, like, get around to what they're doing, you don't give a fuck anymore. You're just, like, you just don't care. And then I watched um, Abducted in Plain Sight. Yes. Which showcases the stupidest people that I've ever seen in my life. Like, literally the entire thing. Like, you don't feel bad for anyone because literally everyone in that entire documentary has the IQ of a rock and just the shit that the parents let go on. But I think what I was more disgusted with, this is about a pedophile, 
was the fact that everyone knew this jackass was a pedophile and uh, just was like, acted like this was okay. Like his brother knew he was a pedophile. Uh, if my brother got in trouble for like touching a 12 year old, I light him on fire in my parents' mm-hmm. garage. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Just, ever, <laughs> just, I don't know. It totally kind of like showed how shitty our justice system is when it comes to these assholes. It showed how no one cares if you're around, running around like touching five year olds and stuff. It's yeah. just the most bizarre. And my blood pressure went way up watching this movie. I was just like, I have to go to bed. Like, there was a point, I think about 30 minutes before the end, when I was like, I have to see how much longer is in this movie because I can't watch these people be fucking stupid anymore. Yeah. It's really frustrating. I don't even know if I'd, like, suggest that anyone watches it because... It's just a frustrating fucking my, wow. show. Yeah, my wife wanted to watch that movie, so we sat down and watched it. I admit I dozed off a handful of times. What I did see, like, 100% agree. Like, there, every, every single person in that documentary is guilty. Every single one of them, from the parents to the the guy that was being fucking gross. Um, yeah, to his, his family. And then, yeah. like, there's other people that were like, Oh, yeah, he was uh, touching on my 12-year-old daughter, but we just, you know, told him not to come around anymore. And I was like... What? Yeah. Why are you yeah. not killing that person? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I was exactly. just like, uh, excuse me. No, someone touches on your daughter. Like, and especially this is back to in the fucking s- hold me back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like this is the seventies where it was actually kind of acceptable to just shoot someone. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just totally blew my mind that everyone just let this guy like get away with it. Yeah, it was really kind of maddening, but yeah, you, you see the same thing nowadays, too, where everyone's yeah. just like, oh, I knew there was something wrong with that motherfucker, but you know, <laughs> we just thought it was just, you know, Weird Tommy. Like, I don't Weird Tommy. Know. <laughs> Weird Tommy. Yeah, he's no longer on this show. Josh, write that down. That's the title for one of our shorts. Weird Tommy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just, yeah. Cool. If, you're, if you're on blood pressure medicine, do not don't watch, watch that. that show. Yeah, don't okay. watch that fucking show. Wow. Patrick. Yes. I've been watching a couple of Netflix series. One that just started up is Umbrella Academy. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it's a 10 episode show based on the comic book series uh, by the My Chemical Romance frontman, Gerard Way. The comics are really, really cool. And I was waiting to see how they transferred into the series. And they do a really, really good job. I'm only a couple episodes in, but I'm really, really uh, digging it. It's got uh, Robert Sheehan in it and uh, Ellen Page, so it's got oh, some. Wow, it's cool. got it's got name cred to it, and the the effects in it are really good. I'm just looking forward to seeing what the other eight episodes are like. Cool. And then the other series that I was watching is called Russian Doll. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have I seen ads for that it, one. But... Yeah, uh, Natasha Leone star. It's a comedy drama, kind of like mm-hmm. a Groundhog Day type thing, where she attends her own birthday party. And then does a bunch of crap where she attends her own birthday party, then does some other things. And by the end of the evening, ends up dying. And then she starts off in the very same place the next day. But it's more dark. It's hmm. like really dark Groundhog Day. Wait, she attends her own birthday party? Mm-hmm. Okay. What? That just sounds like, don't you normally show up to your own birthday party? <laughs> No, I mean, someone, I try not to, someone but... threw a party for – that's where she is at the beginning of each episode. Oh, She's okay. at her own birthday party. Oh, okay. Yeah, just the way you worded it. I was yeah. like, do you not normally show up to your own <laughs> uh, birthday party? It. I don't want to go to my own party. <laughs> yeah. Screw it. I mean, I try really hard to do that, but 
<laughs> just didn't know it was an option. I guess that does sound kind of weird the way I put it, but yeah, that's what happened, you know. You, you get the so. fucking point. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it just, you know, the same thing as Groundhog Day. Little things change here and there, but still, it's a, it's a, it's a good one to watch. Is it kind of like a Happy Death Day a little bit, too? It sounds a little bit like Happy yeah, Death Day. Yeah, because I, I kind of put Happy Death Day in with Groundhog Day, because yeah. to me, Groundhog Day was what started all this reboot-type yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. so. Yeah. Cool. Um, and I do want to see Happy Death Day to you. to you. Yeah, I need to see Happy Death Day. Still, you have not so. seen it yet. I own it and I haven't watched that fucking wow. movie. Okay. So I know right. I suck. I need to, I have a lot to Just know it's not great, but it's fun. Yeah, no, I, I just assumed out of the gate it wasn't going to be great. <laughs> yeah. so, so I wanted to do this thing for our topic tonight because we're on episode 50 and I feel like we've covered a lot. We've changed a lot uh, from the beginning of uh, the Midnight Frightcast. And so I thought it'd be kind of cool to cover some like favorite episodes, favorite topics, um, favorite, uh, some things that you like that we've added, some things that we've just done differently, just kind of a, a, a is retrospective of the right word. I used that word earlier and I don't even know if I'm using it right, yeah, but it's a, it's it a retrospect cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah. of, uh, of the midnight fry cast. So I don't know if anybody is you, you just want me to kind of kick it off. So, or does anybody have some ideas or I, I've written down, a I, wrote, yeah, I wrote down five. So, I will say oh. that there's one thing that really hasn't changed since we started is that we've not really matured all that much in the two years that we've been doing this. Matured in what way? I mean, like we still laugh at fart jokes and stuff oh, well, like yeah. that. I mean, I mean the, the show the show itself has matured a lot, but our personalities. Yes, go. I get. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the show's gotten better. It's gotten more professional. Everything like that. But you know, Greg still sucks a bag of dicks. Yeah. I mean, clearly, when we came into the episode, that whole... You only say that because I'm not there in the room with you. Um, yeah, does anybody want to start? Or does anybody care to start? Or, Maddie, do you want to start? Sure. As I said, I wrote down five episodes that I really enjoyed. And I mostly wrote down um, movies that we talked about, like five of the movies that I really enjoyed that yeah. we talked about. Does anybody about. know... Sorry to interrupt, Maddie. Does anybody know what episode Maddie came in on? Why I can look it up really quick. Okay, I'm just curious if anybody knows what episode Maddie joined. The race is on. The cast on. Um, I, I know we um, reviewed High Tension. That was the one that that's, so. that was your first cast here. I think so. Does that not count? Uh, was that was because that? because the episode is High Tension and new co-host. Okay, so that was not her audition. That though, was right? episode. That was, thir- oh, her audition never aired because okay. Because we talked about a movie that y- you kind of pissed on the entire time. What movie was that? No, it we, was, we, remember? We it was we Halloween. Talked about the original Halloween. The original Halloween. I didn't piss on the original. Uh, kind Halloween. of. You said that you didn't like that. You didn't. The much original. Care, Halloween? You didn't much care for it. Yeah. No, no I no, said that I didn't yeah. really like. Oh, the original? No yeah. fucking way. I said that. You oh, know, okay. I said I didn't really like the original Halloween. I did not piss on it, but I just said, you know, it's not my favorite. <laughs> All right, gotcha. Okay, I was just curious uh, what episode <laughs> Maddie joined in. So I'm sorry. Ep- episode number thirty six, roughly six months ago. So Maddie's been with us for 13 episodes. Fantastic. Okay, cool. Uh, go ahead, Maddie. One of my favorites recently that we reviewed um, was Mandy. And even though I hated that movie, I feel like Patrick normally picks good shit. So it was kind of fun <laughs> oh, to wow. like so I let dog you pile on him for an episode. I don't know. I just thought So it was... you love it for the fact that I failed. <laughs> yeah, a little it. bit. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. It's just we all hated the movie except for you, Patrick. And it was, I don't know. I feel like our best discussions come from when like half the group like doesn't like the movie and the other half like does like it. So I like those 
episodes where we don't fucking agree on it. The most interesting things come out of conflict. Yeah. And I think that's what makes those podcasts some of the best ones. Yeah. And there's times where we've all agreed on it and then we sit there and we talk about it and then we go, oh, we still have 10 minutes to burn on the podcast. But when yeah. we when we have something that we can really discuss and we have those differing point of views, that's when I have to go in and edit out about 12 minutes worth of stuff to try to keep it around an hour yeah, or yeah. so. Yeah. So I do like those, you know, like when we did Revenge. Yeah. And we all shit on Greg yeah, for, for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. If, I don't fun. know. I don't know if we shit on Greg or Greg just like fired shit at everybody yeah. in that episode. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, that was one of my favorites recently. Do we want to roundtable this or do you yeah, want to go so through? We'll just, we can roundtable or we can cool. just yeah. That, that's one of my other favorite things is we still haven't decided whether we still or not we're have a fucking roundtable like or just gonna, go through your goddamn And that list. should just be like the default. Yeah. Yeah. That should just be the this, default from no more questions. From 50 on, it's just we're roundtabling. Yeah. Yeah, no more and questions. And you know what's going to happen on, on in the, 51? On the flip side. Are we roundtabling? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. On the flip side of what we've enjoyed for the past 50 episodes, I've got a list of things that I really think we should change from 50 on. Oh no! <laughs> and that's being way more organized. We say that though every episode we're gonna come. We're, we do, we're gonna be we're organized. Really organized. We've like, got a fucking spreadsheet, man. Like yeah. we are. No, is, we got we got true. the we got the schedule a little more organized, and we know what order we're gonna go in. But you know, it's it's in cast that we kind of fumble around. Yeah, I, I enjoy the organized chaos or the disorganized chaos of the podcast because it feels a little bit more organic. Yes, yeah, um, and not True. so planned and shit. I don't plan anything in my life, so why sit down? Why and start now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> why start now? <laughs> so go ahead, Patrick. You know, when we started doing the thirty-one days of horror, I really oh. liked that addition to the podcast. For multiple reasons that it gave us the opportunity to, one, see a lot of horror that I'd never seen before in my life. And two, to be able to suggest it to the other people here or even bring it to the table as one that we could review later on. That's where we got a couple episodes from the last 31 Days of Horror ended up uh, being on our podcast list. Yeah, cool. So I dig that. I really like our Prairie Lights Film yep. festival episodes, yep. and I don't mean to be taking them from you guys. No, 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 because I see you scratching it off, and no, Greg's having good, a fit over there. But we could talk about it more, and you guys can talk about what yeah, you, for you sure. think is yeah. awesome about it. But for me, it's sitting down with other filmmakers, getting their take on yeah. everything when it comes to what we're doing. And, I, and maybe it's not so interesting for our listeners because they're going like, oh, I don't know who these people are. Yeah, I for real, give yeah. a shit. Yeah, but for. For me personally, it's just really cool sitting down and talking to those other filmmakers and yeah. getting their input, their thoughts, especially on the local scene. Yeah. So the Prairie Lights thing, like, you know, that's the one time a year that we do a podcast and we don't cover just horror. And the focus isn't horror. It's it's Nebraska filmmaking and indie filmmaking. And it's just an excuse to sit down with our, our friends for three days and talk shop and, and you know, how they made their film. And uh, so, yeah, I 100 percent agree. Like. The Prairie Lights podcast is like easily one of my favorite additions to this podcast. But one of my favorite episodes in uh, an episode that I would recommend everybody go check out was uh, the episode. It was when we still had Tom on here and we covered our Mount Rushmore of horror. And I think that actually ended up in Maddie's audition, too, mm -hmm. was she we, we had her do mm -hmm. that as well. But, yeah, I thought that was a super fun episode where we all kind of went around and did like, you know, who would end up on our Mount Rushmore we all pretty much kind of came to an agreement as far as like picking our final four 
um, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I thought that episode was, uh, was fun. And it said Tom was still around when we were doing that. And, uh, really quick too, before we move on with any more looking back, I do want to talk about really quick that there was an original, you know, there was an original kind of, there, well, the, the, uh, there's the, an original the, po- uh, Midnight Frightcast. Yeah. We did 35 or 36 episodes and it was myself and, and Tyler Schmidt and, our buddy uh, Dale Schumacher was on there, and 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 Switesy was on there, and we did 35, 36 episodes of the Midnight Frightcast. So really, if you you combine them, we're around eighty five, eighty six yeah. uh, episodes of the Midnight Frightcast, and then we just stopped kind of doing it. And we've had Tyler on; he was on one of our episodes. Yeah. Well, we stopped doing back. it. We stopped doing it for a little while, and we were doing Greg the Movie Guy. We did that for a little bit, yeah podcast doing it that way yeah because uh, we still wanted to get together we still wanted to talk movies we still wanted to talk shop and stuff yeah. like that so but it is you know one of my goals and, and josh you know you were the one who brought it to me was getting those original 30 some and posting them as bonus material yeah uh, on it's, the it's website finding them it's, it's just finding them because we only had yeah. we were only able to find like 10 of them yeah so we're still digging around for those, but I'd like to get those posted up at yeah. some point just as, as bonus <laughs> if material. If you sit there and listen to the original Midnight Frightcast with Tyler and I, it's usually just Tyler. Like he's a couple of drinks in and he's angry, but like it was, it was a ton of fun and we had a really uh, good time um, just starting off doing those podcasts. And again, it was just an excuse to get together with friends and talk shop. Right. And that was the whole point of, of starting the Midnight Frightcast in the first place. But yeah, I just wanted to point out really quick because I didn't want to. I didn't want to skip on Tyler because Tyler was a big part of not only the Midnight Fright cast, but we started Midnight Fright Films mm-hmm. too. So anyway, uh, Greg. Um, no, just kind of coattailing there on uh, on Patrick's a little bit. Uh, Prairie Lights cast is probably one of my favorite things that we do. And just for that simple reason, we get to get together with a bunch of different people. We get to get a whole lot of different perspectives on the actual production side of the films. You know, it's it's fun to get together with you guys and – hash and thrash and go through different films that have been made by people we have no idea who they are but it's a completely different experience to get to understand or listen to the people who are in our own backyard and making these films and we get to do that on the uh the prairie lights cast and you know you go back and you listen to some of the episodes that we've done with at prairie lights and i'm typically just kind of sitting there in silence and that's that's not because i don't have anything to say it's just because i'm so fascinated in listening to the guests that we're able to pull in and listening to their production stories and uh, just kind of understanding their process and the whole production side of it. And um, that's just one of my, one of my personal favorites uh, that we do here that we've done. And then the, uh, the 31 days of horror, while it is a gigantic pain in the ass and we are all like ready to be done with movies come October, like 20th, it's fun to really get to get out there and you get to pick and choose those movies that you're like, oh, I'll check that out at some point. Well, you need 31 horror movies to watch. Now would be a great time to go back and find those movies that you said you wanted to see because you got a way to mm-hmm. be able to do that. And uh, like you said, we've, we've pulled a lot of really good uh, movie reviews from those 31 days of horror. And I know this last one that I did, I tried to focus all movies that I had not seen or the more legendary type horror films that I had never seen and focused my energies on those. And I got to see some fantastic horror movies this year. So uh, definitely the 31 Days of Horror is uh, one of my other favorite things that we do throughout the year. We need to start a rule, though, on that 31 Days of Horror because 
Don't look at me. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Because because we we need to go to 31 days of horror, not watch 10 movies in five days, skip 10 days, and then go and catch up for those other days. Greg, uh, the movie guy, I'm talking to you. Because Greg will watch like 10 movies in like four days and then go. I'm guilty of that as well because there are are times when I know there's going to be like four days in a row I won't be able to watch a movie. Yeah. Especially especially because Prairie Lights falls right in the middle of that. You're going to watch movies, but chances are they're not going to be horror. So it's just it's a time constraint. You know, we're all older we're adults we've got things we got to do so if you got the time to crank out five or six movies why wouldn't you do it yeah i got you i thought you were gonna say don't you dare watch fucking 31 shorts no 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 no. that was that if you want to cheat that's okay with us the the, the thing is is nobody had done that before though that's exactly right Maddie brought that to the table she brought it to the table and we're like a shit ton of crypt tv uh, it was like it's it's 31 shorts i guess there's guess there's no reason to say no yeah so um we're the dumbasses that just hadn't thought of that before exactly it's like what i can watch a 15 minute movie and be okay with it yeah so well fuck yeah maddie one of them that i just recently listened to actually in preparation for one coming up is before i joined the cast it was your guys's review of the um it chapter one okay cool, and i yeah. had gone back and listened to that okay greg what the hell are you doing my bad my bad <laughs> that's worse than coughing that is what the hell? oh ice okay oh, um but I had gone back and listened to that because I was getting my questions together for the upcoming episode where I'm going to be um, interviewing you guys about it. Chapter two. I was bored at work. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, I just thought that was really fun. You had um, Elizabeth on, correct? Yeah. And yep. then mm-hmm. who else was on? Uh, Tom. 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 Yep. And I, I don't know. It was just a really fun cast to listen to. And I think that's a good idea to go see her to watch a movie together and you yeah. know sit down and, and talk about it and that was it. one reason that i really enjoyed that podcast in particular was because we did go as a group and we came back and yep. it was all fresh in our in our mm-hmm. minds and our thoughts and everything else and and we were able to react like you had said earlier Josh uh, react organically yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah in the conversation yeah i mean there's we're going to do that uh with it chapter 2 coming up here in i think it's september September? I think it's August. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there. Is when it chapter, uh, chapter 2 comes out. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to doing that, you know, with a movie like Us. Um, and everybody was kind of excited about Us. But, like, doing those more often, covering uh, covering movies that we're all excited about, you know, checking it out as a group, and then doing the cast immediately following that movie. I just, I thought, I think that's one of the, the more fun things we've definitely covered on the podcast. Definitely. Definitely put that on the list of things to do from 50 on out because I that's one of the things on my list too. Yeah. Is going and checking those out with everybody. And mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like we should set up like a quarterly thing where we do that and we can actually bring in other people. You know, if Ebeth wants to come along with yeah, us sure. or if Tom is able to uh, find some time to come out with us or even Dale or Tyler or anything like that. Yeah. Just getting yeah. people on the cast and really ramping up our, our guest game and then actually going and seeing movies as they are released. Yeah, for sure. And Maddie will just be the, the host, designated the host, the designated host for those. So, yeah, cool, uh, Patrick. Well, fourth on my list, but it's not you know by any means the least important on here. Uh, one of my favorites is and 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 don't tear up over this is when we brought Maddie into the show. 
Oh, I'm touched. Because, because it really, I mean, guys, I mean, we hang around with each other making films and everything else. Bringing mm-hmm. Maddie in really added a different element to the show, a different point of view, uh, a new perspective. And, uh, and she is outside of what we do. She doesn't, you don't participate in the films that we make and stuff like that, even though we may change that later on. I will tell you that that was on my list as well. Uh, the addition of Annie, I thought was, uh, really cool. Um, we needed, it was four for a long time. It was, mm-hmm. you know, Tom was here for a while with us and then it became the three of us and, and it worked and it clicked, but like we always, I felt like we always needed a fourth and, it was it was nice to reach out and and we decided that's kind of a group like you know we we need a like we want a female host mm-hmm. and so we kind of threw it out there and a couple people bid on that and you know we said well, we're gonna have auditions and everything and then we kind of auditioned Maddie and they're like fuck the rest of us like exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I knew Maddie from doing Zombie Squad from back in a billion back years in the ago day. Um, <laughs> so we knew Maddie had like a uh, that background anyway. All I wrote down was uh, "shit got dark" when I, with my Maddie note. Um, you, know, you know what? Our movies have kind of shifted yeah. a little bit since you've been here. They have, yeah. very much so. And you know, and they are going to moving forward because yeah. you know, there's that one on my list that is going to be on everybody's list yeah. for a review. And and but I know we won't get away from some of the. You know, there's going to be some comedies coming up that we're going to have to review. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's movies definitely that we would not have probably checked out had you know Maddie not brought that <laughs> that darkness into our life. <laughs> um, for me, you know, Martyrs was one of those movies. Exactly, it was on my radar, but I was like, oh, I can't find it. So, mm. and uh, so I didn't chase it anymore. And you know, that was Martyrs was one of the movies that uh, you know Maddie gave to check out. And I know Martyrs is on your list as well to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to check out, but yeah, just uh, uh, it was it was a, it was a cool addition to bring Maddie in here because it, it brought a new perspective to the cast. So it rounded out a very uh, dick heavy cast. So, uh, so yeah. Oh was, shit! I wasn't supposed to bring my dick with me. No, I leave that at home. <laughs> no, no. Even without your dick, you filled the hole really well. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, No, I I am really happy to be on here. And um, I do. One of my favorite things about this cast is we all do have such a different perspective on horror. And I think it really does round everything out. And like I've watched a bunch of movies that I would never think to watch um, because I do tend to gravitate towards towards that (laughs) so i as i said happy to be here and happy to corrupt your lives and um you know just bring movies that you know no human being should ever watch yeah for sure (laughs) uh uh, greg so uh one of the things that we've done a couple times was uh we did tributes to late great talents who had passed uh, one was George Romero. We did the uh, rehashing, not rehashing, the uh, the redux of uh, Dawn of the Dead. We talked yep. about that. And then when uh, when Bill Paxton passed away, we talked frailty. And I, I actually love doing those because I feel like it gives us a little bit of a personal connection with these people who have given basically their lives for this industry. And I say this lightly because I don't want the the previous part of it to happen, but I'd, I'd love to be able to do more of that. Yeah. I don't know where to go from that because that could yeah. get really dark really yeah. quick. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, 
we ahead. do like living tributes to people. We don't always th- we don't this have to wait true. until people are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill this Paxton actually was uh if I remember right, Bill Paxton was one of our uh most listened to uh podcasts uh when he passed away. Mm-hmm. If I uh, if I remember correctly, that was yeah, it was one of the podcasts we did that was one of our uh biggest uh hits uh view wise. So yeah. It's a good episode. So maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's something to to look forward to in the in the future is picking maybe different actors or different different directors or something yeah. like we could do a uh, a Rob Zombie love fest. Well, we definitely have to do a Stephen King episode. Yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've the we've guy is on fire right yeah, now. With much stuff right. he's got how much out. he's got yeah. out right now. Yeah, yeah. So back to Maddie. Another one that I really enjoyed was when we covered The Loved Ones. I kind of... We all seem to like that movie. Did anyone here not like that one? I, I dug ones. I dug The Loved Ones, yeah. Um, it but, was yeah. the Australian prom one, Greg. That may have been when I was flying back from California. No, that was Incident in a Ghost Land. Oh, why don't I remember that one? You didn't watch... Wait, you were on the show, but you didn't watch it. Maybe that's oh, that's why. Okay, but um, I feel like the rest of us. This was one that we agreed on, but we still got a good discussion out of it. And I feel like this was one of um, one of the like little bit leaning towards more extreme. It was one of the first like more extreme movies that we covered after I came on. So yeah, I liked that one. That was fun. Cool, Patrick. I pretty much covered all all of cool my favorite stuff. I just know that because of you know I talked about the show maturing and, and becoming more professional, et cetera. We've already came up with some really good ideas for upcoming episodes uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really proud of where we've come from, from like two years ago and everything else, you know, and I'd been on a few of the original fright casts yeah. as well, but yeah, as you a, did Emily with us, mm-hmm. yeah, you did Emily. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. So as a collective group with you guys, I'm really, I'm really proud of what we've done so far and that, that we're taking this seriously, that it's not just, oh, let's get together. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what we're really doing is, is four of us really just, we just want to talk. We just want yeah, to talk about sure. movies, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I could care less really what yeah, our subscriptions sure. yeah, are or yeah. anything like that. But yeah. the fact that we're doing pretty well with subscriptions and listens yeah. and everything else, I think that's pretty cool too. So yeah. I'm just really looking forward to see what we do this upcoming year. Cool. Yeah. Um, the, the kind of the last thing on my list was, uh, one of uh, my favorite things that we do um, that I anticipate every year is uh, we cover our top 10 and uh, episodes. If you go back, if you're new listening to this, if you want to go back and really see the transition, um, it's like December of 2016 is when yeah. we started the Midnight Frightcast over again. And, and the, the second episode uh, we did, it was, I believe it was Greg, Patrick and myself. It might've just been Patrick and myself. We covered Krampus, I think. The movie, uh, I don't remember the movie we, uh, we covered, but we started doing our favorite top 10 of the year. Um, so it was, it was a Christmas horror story, Josh. Christmas horror story. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. So Greg was there. Um, so if you go back and listen to episode two, uh, 24 and 47, that is our top 10 favorite films from 2016, 2017, and 2018. And really 2018 was the first year where we were like, it was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as numbers and movies and like shit, the last of uh, those first uh, couple top tens really lined up as far as we agreed on what went where and what place and all the movies in there were kind of the, the, the same movies. And then uh, we got to 2018 and there was movies that, you know, Greg on his list and I didn't have on mine and you didn't have, and the numbers were all over the place. So yeah, uh, top 10 is, uh, is one of my most anticipated podcast of of the year 
I like doing those. So yeah, Greg, you got uh, you got any more to kind of toss out there? I just I'll I'll kill my list here. I had two more things. So the the twenty questions episode I thought was a lot of fun. Actually, getting to reach out to our listeners and oh, yep. uh, get suggestions on questions that they want answered, or just wanting to hear our opinions on certain topics uh, regarding the horror genre. I thought that was a lot of fun doing the roundtable and everything that we had done for for that episode. And you know, again, just to, to coattail on what Patrick says, just being on this cast with anybody who's willing to talk about movies is yeah. probably the best part of being able to do this. You know it. It, it, it kills me that I, I can't come down there every week just because gas is stupid and weather is even stupider. But, yeah. you know, I, I get to sit here and Skype in and deal with poltergeists and the technology. But I'm still <laughs> sitting here and I'm talking movies with some of my best friends and I can't think of anything uh, better to ask for. So you, this this cast has just been awesome, absolutely awesome. And you know, I, I thought back to... Uh, one of the first casts that I actually got to step in on, Josh, you had uh, had me come down and sit in with you and Tyler, and I, for the life of me, I cannot remember what movie we had talked about. Years uh, ago. Lies. I just remembered it. It was Horns. We talked about Horns. Oh, yeah. It was a great movie. Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic movie, but I remember getting that first taste of talking behind the microphone, and here we are, however many years later, yeah. and it's just, it's just as addicting as it was that first time, so... I can't ask for anything more than that. It's just sitting here talking movies with some of my best friends. It's the best way to go. Yeah. Cool. Maddie, you got something to wrap up? Yeah, I got one more and it's the, um, this was actually the first episode that I listened to before deciding to come on here. And it was, um, when you guys covered as above, so below. Oh yeah. And, um, as I said, I listened to a couple of them before I came on this cast to see if this was something I, wanted to do if this was uh, <laughs> before deciding to show up yeah, at somebody's creative basement. Before deciding to show up. You should have listened to like so many before. Uh, like, okay, that one wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, that one, um, I like that movie a lot, but um, you guys brought up some really cool stuff that I didn't think about, and that was when I really decided like, okay, I want to go forward with this because like, I love horror, obviously, but I feel like I don't get a lot of different perspectives of it because I'm the big horror watcher in our house and that's all I watch. But like my immediate friends and family, whenever I'm like, you want to watch this movie? They're like, fuck off, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) So just, uh, you know, sit here and talk about it in a more in-depth way is awesome instead of just all just being like, oh yeah, that was fucking great. Like this big circle it, jerk. Yeah, it's, it's not just, it's not just, I liked it. I didn't like it. It's why. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. We go into it and you know, when we do that, we agree, we disagree. And that's, I mean, that's, you know, like you said, that's what makes it great. So, yeah, cool. So yeah. Uh, like I said, uh, episode number 50, we covered a lot of really cool shit. Um, super proud of what uh, we've accomplished. Uh, in the last uh, 50 episodes, I, we have some really cool shit coming up this year. A little more organized with the spreadsheet. Um, hopefully, we, we can uh, we can come up with some cool stuff to uh, keep it kind of fresh. Um, the, hopefully, our guest list uh, picks up. We got a, ca- a cast coming up here that I'm really excited about because I'm not even participating in it. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to sit back and fucking watch it. But uh, it's going to kind of go with our Women in Horror Month. Um, so I'm super excited about this cast coming up that's going to be led by Maddie. But yeah, I'm really excited about uh, stuff coming up. Uh, but to round out Women in Horror Month, we'll move on to our feature because we we went a long time. 
So we're going to wrap up our Women in Horror Month movie-wise with uh, the Saska sisters, I think a second feature film. Second feature uh, film. American Mary. Do you have some deets on that, Patrick? The deets are American Mary, 2013. Some have it listed as 2012. IMDb always seems to be a year ahead of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not sure why. Uh, it can be seen. You can rent it on Amazon Prime, Google Play. And someone actually uploaded it to YouTube in its entirety, so you can watch it for free there. I don't know for how long, but it is there, running an hour 38. A medical student is growing increasingly broke and disenchanted with medical school, and the established doctors she wants idolized. The allure of easy money sends this desperate young woman through the messy world of underground surgeries, which ends up leaving more marks on her than her so-called freakish clients. IMDb rating 6.3, Metascore rating 46, Rotten Tomato critic score of 60%, and Rotten Tomato audience score of 52%. Okay. So um, I admitted before the cast, uh, before we started, that I didn't get uh, to the last 30 minutes of American Mary. I saw this when it first came out. Um, but again, if you say 2012, that was seven years mm -hmm. ago. Um, so it's been a minute since I had seen this movie. Uh, my only kind of real take on it was I remember not really liking it the first time around, almost hating on it. But it's, it's kind of a thing where like I was hating on it because it was kind of cool to hate on the Saska sisters at that point. And <laughs> I was just one of the shit on American Mary. But the second time around, that first hour and change that I got through, I liked uh, a, a little more, I think, than I, I liked the first time around. So I just admitted that I didn't catch the last 30 minutes of this movie. So I don't feel like I can give a great um, overall perspective on it. So I'm going to happily kind of round table everybody. And uh, and because this is first time watches for every single yeah. person here. Yep. Um, so I want to get opinions from from everybody. Well, I have a quick question. You had said th that it was around a time that it was cool to hate on the Saska sisters. It was, and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> or just I mean, did they get a lot of crap for their first movie? For it was like it's like the it's kind of like uh, if you bring it uh, to 2018 or 19, it was cool to shit on Bird Box when Bird Box really wasn't okay, that bad. I, I see what um, you're saying. Everybody's that. like, sure. oh, my God, Saska sisters, American Mary was so awesome. So to kind of be the opposite person of that, I was Got like, it. oh, fuck those guys. This movie wasn't that good. It really was not bad. Happy Women in Horror Month. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, but, no, but, uh, but again, that's what I'm saying is my, my view turned around on that. Cause the Saska sisters, they, the first film they put out was, I believe, uh, uh, Dead Hooker in the Trunk. And then they did American Mary and they did See No Evil 2. And they have the remake of Rabbit coming out here soon. So like they're few and far between. But they're always on the radar. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody kind of always knows who they are. They're the only twin sisters making horror films. So they're, they kind of stand out anyway. But yeah, uh, let's get a kind of a first time perspective from everybody of what they thought of American Mary. And, uh, we'll just pick on Patrick. Okay. From the start, it got me. Because of the name was American Mary, and they start off the movie with Ave Maria. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was a really cool touch, and it made me hungry for turkey for some weird reason. <laughs> it really did, because I thought it was chicken at first, and I'm saying, oh, maybe I want chicken for dinner or whatever. But then, you know, she's suturing the turkey. Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of going, okay, this is a very, very interesting opening, because I knew nothing about the movie. I didn't read a synopsis of it prior yeah. to it, so I didn't know where it was going to go from there. And they actually did really hook me in early they got going into the action pretty quick. They didn't dwell in a whole lot of character development. 
we would see her character development from the beginning to end. We didn't need to see all this minutia building up to it. So I felt that they did a really good job of getting to the core of the movie. I believe it was within the first 10, 15 minutes that she's already doing nefarious work with her medical background and everything else. So that really pulled me into it. There were times where I kind of felt, okay, this is just weird for the sake of weird. But then I learned to embrace that because that's what, that's the environment that she was working in, that she catered to the weird to the freaks, yeah, to yeah, the, you know, yeah. so once I was able to just say, okay, this is her world now, then I was able to get past that. I would say the one thing that kind of bothered me about this movie was actually having the Soska sisters put themselves into the movie yeah, as characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that is something that always bugs me. It bugs me when Shyamalan does it and other people when I'm – because that just takes me out. I'm going, oh, OK. Game. Bugs me when you do it. Bugs whenever. me when I do it. <laughs> well, see, I didn't know that that was them. So mm-hmm. like that didn't bother me because okay. I had no idea that the, that was those two girls. Gotcha. Yeah, see, yeah, and yeah. I knew because I had seen their train wreck TV show, the Elevator or whatever, Elevator. Yeah, 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 whatever yeah, yeah. that was called. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. And that was a horrible thing. So, you know <laughs> – so actually my my standards were kind of lowered for this thing walking into it my expectations were pretty low so maybe that's why I enjoyed it more but overall I walked away from this movie going hey that's pretty good I was impressed with the cinematography yeah mm-hmm. I thought it yeah. was done really well knowing that it was done on a shoestring budget the yeah. the, the twins mortgaged their house just to pay for this remortgaged it I guess so you know that there was not a lot of money flowing into this. All the effects were practical effects. There was no visual effects in this movie. So I thought it was handled extremely well for what they had to work with. I thought the direction was good. The cinematography was good. Overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think American Mary is like the probably their biggest title, um, probably their most well-known title. And, and it's not even like that. I don't, I don't even feel like it's that known of a title. But it's did it like get the, a U.S. release at all? It got a it got a, a limited theatrical release in the U.K. It got a U.S. release. It did. Yeah, okay, yeah, it did. Yeah, Maddie. I'm gonna start this argument. All right, this is I, where we talk about that disagreement stuff, right? <laughs> no, this is where I don't think this was that much of a horror movie. Um, just oh, that argument. Yes, gotcha. that argument that we have had like in every single cast, and I can see where it had a lot of horror elements, but to me, like there was. It, there was a lot of stuff that just wasn't there that I would like. It wasn't scary. This I feel like this had a really, really light tone to it. It was fun. Like it had more of a fun tone, which I like that in my horror movies. But except for the rape scene, that really yeah, that was really it was uh, kind of random. Really, you know, yeah, it was. Ran- I mean, it, it set up what had to happen, but it's oh. But also, ladies, that is how you do a rape revenge movie. Yeah, you don't go around shooting people. You cut off their limbs oh, and other yeah. parts. That was that was fun. <laughs> That's what I like. But um, and, and and it brought an important lesson in the movie as well. Don't accept drinks from strangers. Right, that was the first thing I right? thought of. I was yeah. like, "Do not take drinks from people that you don't know." Don't take, your own drinks, people. Yeah, like they did this in Hard Candy. Yep. They did this in like there's a ton of movies, and I'm just yeah. like, "How do people not know this yeah. anymore?" Like it, I have never did it in my favorite movie, Tusk. Yeah, and, yeah, and especially don't accept a drink from a guy that describes himself as I'm a fucking motherfucker. Mother- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like to me, that is where I'd be like, "Oh." Okay. No, thank you. But um yeah, yeah, don't don't accept goddamn drinks from other people. There was a couple parts and I can't pinpoint it right now 
that kind of took me out of it. Like, you're right, it did kind of leap right into the action, but... And I know we said this wasn't that long of a movie, but you know me, if it goes past like an hour 20, I'm like, wrap it up, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I don't know, there were just like a couple parts that kind of just my interest just kind of lapsed. Like I walked off, did my laundry, like just, I was, I watched the whole thing, but there was just, I don't know. I kind of struggled to sit down and watch the whole thing in one kind of go. That being said, I would rewatch this movie because I think this is a movie that I would enjoy more if I knew it was, that's how it Mm -hmm. was going to be. So yeah, overall I, I did really like it. But as I said, I didn't like it as a horror movie. I just liked yeah. it kind of as a as a movie. There's a couple parts. The uh, Mary, I don't know. She just kind of got a little cliche to me, like her character, where she just kept like asking people, "Do you think I'm crazy?" It's like, yeah, bitch, and that's fine. Like, wear that flag. Yeah, I got you. But yeah. um, I don't know. That kind of took me out of it a little gotcha. bit, where she just was like, "Am I crazy?" Or mm-hmm. when the like club owner was like like had this like weird crush on or that i don't yeah. know why that took me out of it yeah. but like the thing that i did not like the ending of this movie mm. i don't know how you would have ended it but like i don't know i just didn't really care for the ending it kind of just seemed like it was just kind of a, oh shit shit just yeah. fucking end it yeah, <laughs> like yeah, i don't know gotcha, yeah, yeah. i just i know you said you didn't watch the last yeah, I, I kind of have an idea if I remember right how it ended, though. Yeah. And, and I, I would classify this as a horror movie just like I would classify American Psycho. Yeah. Because I saw a lot yeah. of similarities yep, yep, between yep. the two. But it, but this was a lot more lighthearted, I feel like, than American Psycho. Oh, so, by far. Yeah. Oh, by yeah, far. yeah, yeah, yeah. This American one had Psycho more fun. Super this had yeah, more I was going to say, like, I was not afraid of American <laughs> Mary. Patrick Bateman yeah, is yeah, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. he... I don't want to be around him. I'd hang out with Mary. Like, hit me up, girl. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I would not hang out with her. No, yeah. I would. That would scare the shit out you of know me, knowing I, what she's capable of. You know who I loved, though, was the the Betty Boop girl. She I was fun. No, 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 no. That, I, she annoyed the shit oh out of me. Oh, my God. Was it, she, she called on the on the phone. I was like, I loved her voice. Right. I, I'm um, sitting there thinking, oh, my God. She just sounds like the woman from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, Ellen Green, yeah. Right. But then when I did some research on it, she modeled the voice after after Ellen Green. So, yeah. so that was on purpose. And so she nailed it. Uh, she nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought as, 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 yeah, her voice is annoying and I a hundred percent agree with you, but I was like, Oh my God, that was, that was right. Yeah. A little shuffle horrors yep. is what I thought right away. But yeah, I thought the, the girl that played Betty Boop was the Betty Boop character was, and she was, was great. She was fun. Yeah. Um, I, you're right. When she first kind of came on to the scene, I was like, wow, I rolled, yeah, because I kind of rolled into it after a while. Because my first reaction was, how fucking annoying can this person be or this character be? But then once you saw the Barbie character as well, you're going, okay, this is extreme modification, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I Okay, I get it. Now. Yeah. Greg, throw us some of your sense. My sense? Some of your change. Like S-E-N-S-E or C-E-N-T-S? Let's, let's keep, your, you, yeah. keep your sense over there. <laughs> fine i'll just sit here in silence then and make it awkward it is Um, awkward i i actually it's very awkward i i really did actually enjoy this movie Uh, just like you said uh maddie this is the way that a rape revenge film should be done so take that revenge here is your uh here's your template that you should go off of one thing that i i kind of pulled from this was this is a very fast-paced movie and i don't say that in the sense that this is like an action film but I felt like we moved from significant scene to significant scene really quickly, mm-hmm. which was kind of nice. 
because it didn't feel like there was a lot of fluff that went along into the movie. But it was also like, okay, we're now here, and okay, now we're now here, and then it just it kept going, kept going, kept going. It didn't give you like much of a chance to really settle yourself into the story. So uh, definite pros and cons on that. The one thing that I felt like this movie had going for it the best was its disturbing characters. The the Betty Boop wannabe was creepy as hell, and a little bit of me felt like I was listening to uh, Sherry Moon Zombie a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I don't know if I got a bad taste in my mouth from thinking that because I'm kind of over the whole Sherry Moon zombie being an actress thing. But her character, the uh, the Barbie doll character was terrifying. Even the, the Saska twins were creepy in their own right. Like, how are you that attached, both literally and figuratively, to another person? That's just that's weird to me. So. The, the the construction of the creepy characters in this, I think, is what made this movie the horror movie that it was. Watching Mary's descent into the darkness was an interesting arc for her character. I think the, the best part of watching that descent was after she did the very first uh, surgery. I don't know if you can call it a modification, but the the first guy that they brought down in the table and it looked like yeah. he had a split down his face or something yeah. like that. She goes home and she immediately gets in the shower and just loses her shit. And I thought, Oh, okay. It's, it's about to go down. Something's, something's going to happen here. It's going to get weird and wild. So I, I really loved the, the transition from her, uh, more naive, more fluffy character at the beginning, I guess you could call it. I don't know if that's the right word I want to use, but and then her descent into, yeah, we're just going to start hacking and slashing and switching people's arms and uh, splitting the – okay, did she split the guy's dick? Is that what she did? I don't know the what – The lizard guy? I don't know what uh, modification she did on that. I'm not really familiar with penis modification. I know, weird. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't quite sure what she did to the penis guy. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure that out. That's kind of what I felt like she did, but I know she said, you know, you can't masturbate, no sex for – a certain right, amount of time right. and things like that. And it's like, mm, okay, whatever. So, and then he looks at her ass he, right after that. Exactly. <laughs> he did. It's like, it's like, and then she answers the phone. He's like, eh. mm, all right. I'll say the same um, thing. My boyfriend says every time I mention something weird, you can look that up on your own computer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then finally the, uh, I think somebody had mentioned the use of practical effects. I'm always a fan of practical effects. CG is is run its course. Just I, I understand it's cheaper and it's a lot easier to do a lot more. But practical effects are something to be said about utilizing the actual fake material to make it look like what you're trying to do. And I, I fully appreciate what they did with this movie. So really, really enjoyed this movie, and uh, uh, I felt like they did uh, a, a good job for what they were what they were trying to do in the budget that they had. Cool. I do want to kind of just touch on real quick the actually sort of. <laughs> tasteful nudity in this movie because i think i've said before how much i hate yeah i was gonna ask you about hates random nudity in movies but to me like when they showed nudity in this movie it had a purpose if i'm if you're shooting a scene in a strip club i don't care if there is nudity in it because i expect it to be there and it serves a purpose or there's medical shit Mm -hmm. in there and it serves a purpose i just can't stand it for like when you just throw it in for the story and for like Hey guys, look at this. It wasn't, 17. Right. Yeah. It wasn't gratuitous. Yeah, it wasn't it gratuitous. Wasn't, it wasn't unnecessary. Yeah. It, it made sense. Yeah. Was, there nudi- was there nudity in the strip just, club? 
Yeah, because well, um, I remember the, one like, point you see the Betty Boop character. You see, okay, but yeah. it's like it's it's because like, I didn't even really notice that. Yeah, but you know, and I think, and maybe this is the same scene that you're referring to is when she's doing the modification on Barbie. To me, it was like the reason it was shot so well is because it was really showing how much care she was giving this person, knowing mm-hmm. the severity of the modification that this woman is going through. Yeah, and I thought that was, I mean, to me, that was done incredibly tastefully yeah you know it was it was that's it was really well done without yeah. objectifying yeah, I that's, feel. yeah and that's where i have when i have no problem with nudity in movies is if it's not like as i said it's not made to be a big deal like if it's something medical or just like it's there for a reason mm-hmm. like they show it for a reason not just like hey guys uh yeah. we forgot to write like 40 percent of this yeah. movie here's some tits tits. so i think that was and i don't know if it was because these are female directors Mm. that it was handled like that instead of like Mm. hey or if it was i don't know what it was but i have to say it was incredibly tastefully done if you can ever call a horror movie tasteful yeah i thought that they did a really great job within that same scene i I also liked that they showed the scar tissue underneath the breast and in the rib area to mm-hmm. show that she had breast augmentation, that she did have ribs removed, etc. You know, that that they the little attention to detail in this movie I thought was yeah. really good as yeah. well. Yeah. Cool. Uh any anything else, guys? One scene I just I mean she just totally went to town on that guard with that what was a flashlight or whatever. Yeah. That was brutal to watch. Well, I kind of got like a real Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs in there where she because she just had like she was just doing doing the damn thing. And like I kind of got like a flashback to Silence of the Lambs when Hannibal Lecter is going after that guard where he's just kind of like, yep, I'm beating the shit out of you. And like didn't really have much of an expression or emotion. He's just like, let's get this done. And I don't know if they were wanting to flashback to that, but I really got a lot of that from that scene. Yeah. And one of the last things that I, I I noticed, I mean, they used Ave Maria three times in this movie. It was once at the beginning, once in the middle, and once at the end. And each time the Ave Maria that they used, it became more sophisticated. And I like that because it, it overlaps how she became more sophisticated in what she was doing over time. And I think, I mean, that had to have been a conscious decision by the directors in yeah. order to mm-hmm. do, in order to use it that way. Awesome. Uh, there's some fun facts I've got. This was shot in 15 days. Sweet. Dang, so, really? Yep. I had already mentioned That's that impressive. they uh, remortgaged their house in order to finance it. In fact, their parents were in the movie as well. The main actress, Catherine Isabel, went to med school to wow. research the role. And uh, that that's actually her suturing the turkey. And that Saska sisters had written this with the lead actress in mind. Cool. That's, that's my awesome. fun facts. Cool. Uh, anything else, Greg or Maddie or Patrick? Uh, Everything no. good? Good. Mm, nothing, good. no. Cool. Really good enjoyed job. this movie. Yeah. Let's go through our um, our scores. Yep. Our ratings. The gore score, the fear factor, and then the overall rating. Again, I'm going to step out of this and just uh, go to the three of you for the, the scores. Let's go with the gore score first then. Not incredibly gory, but I mean, there was still quite a bit of blood. I'd probably give it about a four, three, four, somewhere around there. Cool. Yeah, I was going to give it a maybe a three, two. And I think maybe because they did use a lot of practical effects, they didn't want to show as much because, you know, the more practical effects you have in there, the more extensive it is. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Cool. Greg? I was going to give it a little higher, maybe like a five, uh, four or five, only because 
what she was doing with the body, the extreme body modifications. And you get to see some pretty horrific things happening to those. So I was, I think the four or five is a, a good place for that to sit. Cool. Then there's the fear factor. And I'm probably going to give that. It's pretty low. It didn't scare me. Probably maybe it just made me feel uncomfortable at times, uh, especially that rape scene and him. Yeah. Him waking up next or not waking up next to her, but being sleeping next to her yeah. till the end. It's like, what? Yeah. How, what dumbass does that? <laughs> how much? Yeah. How can you be so into yourself that you think it's OK? to? Oh, my God. Anyway, I, I it's still pretty low, probably about a two. Cool. Yeah, I was going to say, I just give it a one, and that's just for rapey McRape face. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to give it a two, only if we can continue to call him rapey McRape face. Cool. Deal. Um, <laughs> and then overall scores. Overall score. I'm, yeah. Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to put it up there as high as some of the other things that we've reviewed this year or even before. So I'm going to give it like a six, between six and cool. seven. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'd say a seven. Cool. I would agree with seven. I think it's a solid score. Solid score. Awesome. So everybody's kind of right on par with the yeah. um, with the audience scores and everything. And you know, like this is my first. In, this is my introduction to the Soska sisters. I've never seen anything that they've done up to this point. So I was impressed. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's uh, real quick wrap this uh, long cast up with uh, some really quick uh, plugs. Uh, let's start with uh, Gregory the movie guy. Gregory the movie guy. My name is Greg, the movie guy, and I'm the best movie reviewer you have never heard of. I write movies with, excuse me, movie reviews with a positive spin over at GregTheMovieGuy.com. I am still working my way through the road to 200. I've got a uh, brand new movie to post for you. That is Lego Movie 2, the second part, coming out probably later this evening because I forgot to post it today. But uh, still plugging away. Got some new stuff in the works. I've been reaching out to some readers and seeing if I can get some ideas on uh, how to increase my readership. So if you have any ideas, jump on over to gregthemovieguy.com or you can find me under the same name on my Facebook page, Greg the Movie Guy's Movie Reviews. Cool, Matty. Nothing this year? I got nothing. This week? Not this year. (laughs) You've had plenty this year. Uh, Nothing this week? Okay, cool. All right, I'm just going to do our normal plug so yeah, that if sure. you're a fan of the Frightcast, and we know that you are, help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you listen to this podcast on and make sure that you rate and review us. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many, many more. And you can also help us out with some of the minor bills. Head on over to patreon.com slash midnightfrightcast. Make sure that you check us out online. You can find us on Twitter at mfrightcast. You can follow us and join in the conversation in our Facebook group, Midnight Frightcast. And you can also find us on Instagram, Midnight Frightcast. So share, 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 and share some more and post it on your walls and tell your friends. And finally, make sure that you check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Cool. Awesome. Anything else, guys? Nope. Cool. So for Greg and for Maddie and for Patrick, I'm Josh. Thanks for hanging out with us for the last 50. We'll see you at 51. Peace out, Boy Scout. Thank you.